Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Signed, sealed, and delivered, President Trump puts the finishing touches on the tax bill. Republicans in Congress leave themselves with a long list of unresolved issues for next year, and the president offers an unusual gift to the media. This is the State of America Tonight. This is the biggest tax cuts and reform in the history of our country. Right now, Republicans are feeling buoyant, including the president, because of their big victory on tax reform. A looming government shutdown averted for now. The yeas are 66, the nays are 32. The motion to concur is agreed to. They really punted all their thorny issues into the new year. I'm not going to say I want you to pledge allegiance. Who would do that? Yes, specifically of loyalty. Now it appears McCabe is corroborating Comey's versions of those conversations. Hello, I'm Joe Johns, live in Washington for Kate Baldwin. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America Tonight. With just a few more days until Christmas, it isn't just Santa who's making a list and checking it twice. In Washington, lawmakers are clearing up and crossing off those last-minute agenda items. For President Trump, that means putting the finishing touch on. Specifically, his signature on the tax bill. He made it official earlier today in the Oval Office. We're going to wait till January 7th or 8th and do a big formal ceremony, but Every one of the networks was saying, will he keep his promise? Will he sign it for Christmas, before Christmas? And so I immediately called. I said, let's get it ready. And we may have received a sneak peek about what is still on the president's list this morning when he tweeted, at some point, and for the good of the country, I predict we will start working with the Democrats in a bipartisan fashion. Infrastructure would be a perfect place to start. Infrastructure is by far the easiest. People want it, Republicans and Democrats. We're going to have tremendous Democrat support on infrastructure, as you know. Uh, I could have started with infrastructure. I actually wanted to save the easy one for the one down the road. So we'll be having that done pretty quickly. The president's fellow Republicans were finally able to check another big item off their list, making sure the government stays open for business. Congress approving a plan to fund the government until January 19th, including a three-week extension of a government surveillance program, as well as funding for the Children's Health Insurance Program through March. So, you probably noticed, this spending bill is only good for a few more weeks, and you're probably wondering why. Here's CNN's Manu Raju. Congress did uh, yesterday what it tends to do in these situations, which is punt. Punted a lot of the key issues, thorny issues, that they've had a very difficult time dealing with, punting it to the new year. Translation, see you back here in a little less than a month. And even though 2017 still has a few more days, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is getting a head start on his list for 2018. One thing that's going to be missing, another push to get rid of Obamacare. 
We obviously uh, were unable to completely repeal and replace with a 52-48 Senate. We'll have to take a look at what that looks like with a 51-49 Senate, but uh, I think we'll probably move on to other issues. But one of those other issues likely won't be entitlements. McConnell says the Democrats aren't interested. But at least one analyst says a shrinking Republican majority could be a key factor. During the health care debate, it was the Medicaid provisions that proved to be mm-hmm. the deal breaker for many Senate Republicans um, the first time around and for many House Republicans. It's just a wrenching process. And I think McConnell is bowing to the political reality of an incredibly slim Senate yeah. margin. But another top Republican isn't too pleased with McConnell's comments. That would be Senator Lindsey Graham, who issued a statement saying to those who believe, including Senate Republican leadership, that in 2018 there will not be another effort to repeal and replace Obamacare. You are sadly mistaken. Your move, Senator McConnell. Now over to the House and to Nancy Pelosi, whose list includes making sure the House Russia probe isn't shut down. Pelosi made her views clear in a letter to Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, which reads in part, quote, nothing less than America's democracy and national security are at stake. We expect that you will take urgent action to ensure this investigation can continue. And in a different Russia probe, specifically the one headed up by Special Counsel Robert Mueller, the firing of former FBI Director James Comey is just one of the many things on the list. A key question, whether the president obstructed justice when he fired Comey. You may recall that he and the president had very different recollections about a chat they had before that firing. Yes, specifically of loyalty in the context of asking me to stay. But my common sense told me what's going on here is that he's looking to get something in exchange for granting my request to stay in the job. I don't know how that got there because I didn't ask that question. I hardly know the man. I'm not going to say I want you to pledge allegiance. Who would do that? Comey says he took detailed notes on that and many other conversations, but we're now learning he also spoke to a colleague about the exchange. That colleague was Andrew McCabe. He's the current deputy director of the FBI, number two in charge. And sources tell CNN McCabe testified about his chats with Comey during a House hearing earlier this week. He was asked whether he was aware about these conversations that allegedly occurred between Comey and President Trump, including when President Trump asked Comey for loyalty. He said that Comey told him about the conversations that he had with Trump after those conversations occurred. So he's essentially a contemporaneous witness to these accounts of of James Comey. And speaking of congressional hearings, here's something to add to our list of must-see TV Steve Bannon, who takes a few jabs at the president and his inner circle in a new Vanity Fair article, has reportedly been invited to testify before the House Intel Committee. That's according to Bloomberg, which says the invitation is for early next month. If it's televised, get your popcorn ready, folks. And finally, amid all the talk of taxes and infrastructure, there was another notable moment when the president offered a gift to members of the media. Many of you have worked very hard. Many of you have worked very, very fairly, and we really appreciate that. So here you go, folks. You want the box with it or not, huh? Okay, let's just pause a second. After sounding pretty bitter on Twitter over the lack of news coverage for the tax bill, the president gives gifts to the press. So does this mean the media are off President Trump's naughty list? 
Uh, hope springs eternal for the new year, but don't hold your breath. President Trump will spend the Christmas holiday at his estate in Florida. Our Boris Sanchez is there, and he joins me now from West Palm Beach. So, Boris, I bet the weather there is better than here. Uh, it is warm and sunny here. I'm not sure if wearing this jacket was a great idea, after have to admit, Joe. Uh, but earlier today, the president uh, was talking about speculation as to how he would handle the signing of this historic tax legislation. Uh, there was, were questions about when exactly he would sign it, if there would be uh, a huge ceremony. And ultimately, he admitted that after he watched some of that speculation on television, he decided to get it done and sign it today. And in his words, uh, keep his promise uh, and offer this tax bill as a gift to the American people. Uh, it is a major victory for the president and Republicans. Their first major uh, piece of legislation to be passed by this administration. Uh, it was uh, followed or preceded, I should say, by him signing that continued resolution that you mentioned that keeps the government funding uh, through January 19th. Included in that CR uh, is a $4 billion uh, missile defense spending plan, uh, as well as the extension of the child health insurance program, uh, which you mentioned. Not included in that, a solution for DREAMers affixed to DACA and uh, the issues of their legal status, and an $81 billion recovery plan for areas that were badly hit by hurricanes earlier this summer. So those are certainly things that legislators are likely to tackle in the coming year. And the president added yet another one mentioning an infrastructure bill. He said that that was uh, something that he was looking to take on, something that he thought that Democrats would be enthusiastic about. He also admitted that it likely would have been easy for him uh, early in his administration to take on infrastructure because it appears to be an area where there is some bipartisanship. Uh, we should note that the president uh, it does not appear is going to hold a, the typical traditional end-of-year press conference. He only answered a handful of reporters' questions there uh, in the Oval Office, though, as you noted, he did appear to be in the Christmas spirit offering uh, pens to those uh, press uh, people that were on hand. Uh, he did stress, however, that it was not just going to be Christmas cheer, eggnog, and golf down here at Mar-a-Lago. He stressed that it would be a working holiday. Uh, he said that he looked forward to uh, pushing forward his agenda when it comes to North Korea and issues uh, pertaining to the Mideast, Joe. So interesting that the president being such a showman, this being the biggest accomplishment of his administration thus far, would decide to go it alone and not have a big flashy signing ceremony. But he likes to keep us guessing. Thanks so much for that, Boris Sanchez. The tax reform bill is now law and the president and Republicans are celebrating with an eye on what's ahead in 2018. The panel coming up next. President Trump and Republicans have a big reason to celebrate this week with the tax reform bill now signed into law. And at the signing ceremony, I guess we can call it that, in the Oval Office, we saw a very relaxed and almost affable President Trump. He even spent 20 minutes talking about how America is already seeing a tremendous impact and the law is already selling itself. The panel tonight, Caitlin Huey Burns, national political reporter with Real Clear Politics, Kevin Sheridan, former spokesman for the Republican National Committee and former senior advisor with the Mitt Romney campaign, Keith Boykin, CNN political commentator and former Clinton White House aide, and Jason Miller, a CNN political commentator and former CNN communications advisor for the Trump campaign. So, Jason, I got to start with you. Is this a turning point? The president was very affable. He was very relaxed. 
it almost appeared that things have changed now that he's gotten this big first piece of legislation out of the way. Is it just because of that, or is it also perhaps because the president is seeing those approval numbers and understanding that demeanor, perhaps, is a a part of his problem? Well, I think you're onto something here, and I do think that this is a turning point in the administration because thus far there are stories that run almost every single day in the major newspapers here in the states uh, that essentially knock the president's perceived lack of success or say that he hasn't had a big legislative win, so to speak. This wipes all of that off the board. I mean, this is to put things in context. It's been 31 years since we had a massive tax reform effort uh, of this size. I mean, this is a once in a generation opportunity that we've had here. And so now, as we head to the end of the year, we're, the president's going to have his first year stacked up against other presidents in their first years. And so you take a look at, say, President Obama, who wasn't able to get Obamacare through until uh, March of his second year in office, so to speak. Or you take a look at how long it even took Ronald Reagan to get tax cuts done when he was in office. But looking specific to President Trump, I mean, this is a great shot in the arm. It gives him a good story to tell as he heads into 2018. But again, the thing that I would say here is that if you're Republican, if you're the president, now is not the time to relax. Now is not the the time to take it easy. They need to go full speed ahead and have a big, bold agenda going into 2018 to make sure that these Trump voters are excited to turn out for other Republicans in 2018. Keith Boykin, we even saw the president at one point uh, offering pins that he used to sign these bills to members of the media Is this a kinder, gentler Donald Trump going into 2018? And do you think it works for folks other than the base? Well, there have been so many resets, you know, with this administration. How many times have people said the president became president today or Trump became president today? Uh, And each time we end up disappointed. I'm sure next week he'll be back to attacking crooked Hillary and Barack Obama and the the Dems for what they have failed to do in his perception. But, you know, going back to what Jason said, this is this is an achievement on the the president's part. I'll give him that credit for that. It is his only major legislative achievement for the entire year. And in contrast to Obama, who got the stimulus plan passed and the auto bailout plan plan passed in his first year. Obama didn't try to rush through his health care proposal in a few weeks. He did it in a deliberative process. He went to Congress. He gave a speech to a joint session. They had hearings and hearings and multiple opportunities for discussion from both parties. This, this, This approach for tax reform, on the other hand, was just shoved through at the last minute, all for the purpose of getting the president a quote unquote win. Now, Kevin, there was something else the president said that was very interesting. He said there's not going to be a real need to sell the tax bill because it's going to sell itself, perhaps already is. Do you buy that? Well, Republicans are going to run on this and they're going to have to sell it, uh, whether or not Trump says that or not. Look, the American people are going to see it in their paychecks. They're going to see it in economic growth. Uh, I think there's a real chance we could hit 4% economic growth uh, in the next year if that happens. Republicans are going to have a really good argument. And it's hard to under it's hard to overstate how big of a win this was for Republicans. I mean, they essentially repealed the Obama presidency in one vote and now can, you know, focus on whatever they want next year. They could go after infrastructure. They could they could force Democrats to the table on that. And uh, I think it's looking really good. Democrats are in a very strong position, however, in the generic ballot. They're up 15 points. So So Republicans are, you know, going into headwinds next year anyway, but this is this is a real legislative accomplishment and they should embrace it.
Now, I, I do have to say, the president said today, and he said before, that they essentially repealed Obamacare uh, by getting rid, rid of the one provision that was probably the most objectionable to many conservatives. But Obamacare is still in place. It may have been weakened a bit. It's still in place. Now, Caitlin, to you, let's just talk about Obamacare a little bit. Number one, what's the politics of going after Obamacare, trying to repeal it and replace it once again on Capitol Hill uh, during a midterm election year? Are there problems with that for Republicans who are in control? Yeah, I kind of take Mitch McConnell's word for it that they probably won't revisit it next year just because they are facing a different kind of political reality next year, which is they will be down one senator. Remember, Doug Jones from Alabama will replace the Republican senator, uh, and that margin of, of error is already very, very slim. What's really interesting about health care now is that, yes, this was a huge part, a huge victory for Republicans in terms of repealing that mandate. I think that also gives them something to run on. But that also means that they will own whatever happens with health care. And that uh, means that they will have to move next year to do something to stabilize the marketplaces. And there have been signals from lawmakers on both sides that they want to do that. So that could be an element here. I think the question I have heading into 2018 is whether, you know, Republicans do have a lot of accomplishments in this administration to run on, not just tax reform, but uh, judges, I think, are kind of an undertold story of this administration, something that shapes uh, for a generation. But this, these are also things that really energize Democrats. And so are Republicans going to turn out on this or are we going to see Democrats turn out in higher numbers uh, because of all of the things that the Trump administration is doing? And I think Democrats certainly have the advantage, as everybody has said. Now, speaking of accomplishments, and Jason, I'll just direct this to you because you know best uh, what the president is thinking, I would say. The president said uh, today in the Oval Office that he signed more legislative approvals uh, than any other president, Truman being the second. But GovTrack.com says the president has the fewest uh, legislative approvals, essentially, uh, since the Eisenhower years. So there seems to be a question of credibility there. And sometimes the president says things, he's done it more than once, that uh, sort of go against the facts, contradict the facts, if you will. What's the effect out there in the public when the president says one thing and the fact checkers uh, come up with something else? What's, what's the net effect on the president's support? Well, Joe, I think when you take a look at both the legislation signed and the executive orders that the president has signed, um, that actually he is at the front of the pack for what presidents have done in their first year. But I think to your more specific to your broader question about fact checkers and such, I don't think the American public really cares. I think what they care about is what their paycheck looks like, what the overall economy looks like, how our international competitiveness looks like, how we're stacking up against whether it be China or India or the EU. This is what people are concerned about. And I don't think the broader public is paying two seconds of attention to a lot of the kind of the inside baseball stuff that maybe some of us here in the Beltway do. All right, Jason. President Trump looks ahead to his agenda in 2018 on the list infrastructure and he says that's going to be easy but will it panel weighs in next i really do believe and i said on social media today 
I, re I really do believe we're going to have a lot of bipartisan work done. And maybe we start with infrastructure, because I really believe infrastructure can be bipartisan. That was President Trump predicting something that seems a bit like a unicorn in Washington right now. Bipartisan legislation in 2018. After all we've been through this year, is that even possible? Let's get back to the panel. And Keith, I'll throw this one at you. The president says bipartisan bill, but it's going to be a midterm election next year. Question is, do Democrats actually want to give the president a big win during a year where their base is breathing fire to get to the polls in November? Well, I don't think these two things are related, actually. I mean, the Democrats have been pushing for infrastructure reform for years now. I mean, throughout the entire Obama administration, Democrats were pushing for that. Republicans, including all the Republicans who are now going to say they support infrastructure, are, were all opposed to it. They were all so concerned about the deficit. In, in spite of the fact they just blew a hole, a $1.5 trillion hole in the deficit with their tax reform bill, now they're going to go and support infrastructure reform, which, which as, as I said, Democrats traditionally support. Usually... <laughs> Infrastructure is a bipartisan issue, but I think Republicans have politicized it so much. So I think Democrats will be willing to work with, with Republicans on this, as long as it's not some sort of fake infrastructure bill that's about tax credits for real estate developers, like pe for, for people like Trump. I think Democrats will be willing to, to support some legislation along those lines. Now, Kevin, he makes a point. You know, we've heard from Republicans, deficit hawks, year after year after year about the deficit and the importance of decreasing it. Now they've kind of blown a hole in the deficit with the tax bill. Does that cause a problem when you're trying to spend billions on infrastructure? Well, it's debatable whether or not they blew a, blew a hole in the budget, but uh, in the deficit. We'll see. We'll, time will tell. We'll see if, if economic growth actually produces, well, right. uh, you know, the revenues that, that, you know, Republicans predicted. Dynamic about. scoring. Right. And I, I actually believe in that. And we'll see. Time will tell. But look, but infra so on infrastructure. scoring, it's still a $1, billion, $1 trillion dollar hole in the deficit, <laughs> according to the analysis analyst. If, if, we, if we hit 4% economic growth, there's no way it won't pay for itself. I mean, but just, just nobody, look at the numbers. It, but who says we're going to have 4% economic growth? Well, who says, who says, says we're not? I, who says we're not? We're at 3.3 .3 right now. The Obama administration uh, couldn't get above 1.9 most of the time. And, That's you know, not right true. Now, they had 5% economic growth during some quarters for one, of the Obama for one administration. Quarter, one quarter. And right. for the entire presidency, it was about 2%. We can do better than that. America has normally done better than that over its uh, history. And if we get up to 4 or 5% economic growth, I mean, you kidding me? We're going to easily pay for all this stuff. So infrastructure, Republicans are generally skeptical of infrastructure because they've been burned by it so many times. The Obama, Obama stimulus, for instance, never really produced anything. So he's going to have to make a big argument with Republicans, but I think they will do some infrastructure, airports especially. <clears throat> All right, Caitlin, I, I got to throw a Russia investigation question at you, and it has to do with Steve Bannon. First thing, the uh, House Intelligence Committee, according to Bloomberg, has asked for uh, Mr. Bannon to come over and talk to them, presumably about the Russia investigation. Now, he said he doesn't know anything about this, but I also want to ask you about uh, Bannon and essentially the, uh, the shot that Senator McConnell took at him, uh, you know, among other things, suggesting that he's uh, lost a lot of credibility because of the way he performed in Alabama with the Senate race. Can you talk to me about those two things? Because we're running out of time. 
Yeah, sure. Well, I'll talk the second one first, just because it's such an interesting, it was such an interesting interview. But look, I mean, Bannon did lose that big Senate race for Republicans if he wanted to have claimed credit for its success. Now, a lot of Republicans have disputed the idea that Bannon is uh, any more than kind of just out there in the public. Remember, he got into some of these races pretty late and these candidates kind of surged without him. The question was kind of his his name recognition that he could bring to folks and, and the money uh, behind his operation. But uh, McConnell has a point here. I mean, Republicans lost that Alabama Senate race and they are facing a very difficult um, ele- election cycle next year, given that generic ballot. Uh, and they don't want to have these divisive Republican primary fights that uh, create more problems for them than they already have. Jason, real quick, yes or no, has Bannon lost street credibility? No, I think uh, if there's anything that's uh, keeping Senator McConnell awake at night, it's probably worrying how to deal with Steve Bannon. Uh, But again, this is let's put aside the Bannon and the McConnell. This is all about Trump and how we get on board with his agenda. All right. Thanks, Jason. This is day 337 of President Trump's administration. That's the state of America tonight. We'll see you back here in the year 2018. Happy holidays, everybody. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.